0: writer and I love helping entrepreneurs write, publish and profit from their books. I'm really excited to let you know about a program that my partner, Janine Brisbois and I are offering. We are inviting you to join a 30 day program that will get your book from idea to first draft. Today's the day. Now's the time you are the person stop the avoidance teach your audience your book awaits for more information about this special program send me an email at ruthlsnider@me.com welcome to choices from struggle to strength today i'm pleased to have dr lana win scroggins with me welcome dr lana Hi, thank you so much, Ruth, for having me on your show. You're very welcome. So tell us what you're passionate about and why.
1: Well, actually, I am passionate, first and foremost, about Jesus and giving him to others in inspirational um, gifts, such as my books, and spending time that I'm spending now with this new project that I'm doing with the kids and helping teach them how to give Jesus uh, with
0: their books and co-authoring with me in uh, new books. That sounds really fascinating. Tell us a little bit more about your newest project.
1: Well, my newest project is just amazing. I have found that co-authoring, well, let me step back. Just a little backstory as far as knowing how that I was a nanny for several years for different children. So I really have a gift with working with children. And so, anyway, uh, I uh, decided that I wanted to uh, see about helping children become co authors in books with me. And mm-hmm. so, I sat down with um a couple of uh, children and uh you know it was just amazing how it would light up their uh their eyes to know that they were going to actually be an author of a book and uh and actually I sat down with three boys that were 9, 10 and I think one was 9 so I think they were like 2 9 10 between that age group anyway I, you know you, it's hard to get a child sit down for 15 minutes you know but i was going over this forum with them on where they would pick their character where they picked the character they want to teach to and uh, they had choices to make and then what bible object lesson that they wanted to teach and like one of them picked serving others one of them picked um being thankful the other one picked another Bible object lesson. So then what I would show them, I'd say, okay, let's go on Google and let's see how we can find some ways that we can do that. And then I would ask them if they had some ideas about how they would do that. And they would like sit there and go, oh, let's find more, let's find more. And they were so excited about um, doing the project that it just, well, we just got, the more they excited about it, the more I just kept doing it, because I didn't think we were going to do it more in 20, 30 minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. But the more excited they got, the more involved they were in doing the elements for the book, it was just, like, awesome. In fact, I even let one 10-year-old create his cover, and he mm-hmm. did an amazing job. I usually create the covers for them, but this kid was just real creative and he just had a good sense about it so the more he thought the more he he got into it the more and it turned out to be really an awesome cover so anyway uh just the the excitement i will have to say there was one uh kid that it was so funny he looked at me and he and he said okay now who's gonna make the money on these books you or me and I said, oh, that is just so funny. I said, you know, Evan, you're going to make the money on the books. Uh, we're doing this as a, you know, a ministry to you. And we're going to, you know, we're going to buy the, in fact, We're going to buy the books and then your parents are going to help you sell the books. And he said, really? And I said, yeah. In fact, um, on the um, first weekend in December at our farmer's market that we have downtown, Mm-hmm. I'm going to have three of them and we're going to do a little book signing and they oh, are fine. so, excited; they can't wait to, to be at the farmer's market and sell their books and sign their books. They're practicing, they're practicing, <laughs> signing their name. I mean, it's really right. so funny. <laughs> they're yeah. learning all kinds of skills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But their parents are so excited that the kids are excited and the kids have their name on their books and I'm up to eight kids now. So that's
0: pretty good. That's great. Yeah, that's why I think it's my best project yet. Mm. So Mm. let's go back a little bit. And could you tell us a little bit about some of the difficult events that you've experienced and how that has made you into the person that you are today?
1: Well, there are several options that um, help me in building my confidence in God and the way that God has moved in my life. I know there was this one incident where uh, I was a nanny for uh, some parents for several years. And then it became a point where they were getting ready to move, but I didn't want to move with them to the new location. And it was time, the child had grown to the point where he didn't really need me anymore. It was time for them to go on and be a family. And that was really kind of a, stressful situation though, because they didn't want me to, they, they, they wanted me to go with them and they didn't want me to leave them. And if I left them, then I left them with pretty much nothing. I mean, homeless, not very much money. I mean, I, cause they didn't pay me when I worked for them. They, they provided for things I needed and everything mm. basically, but, but I never really made a lot of money with that, um, adventure, I should say in my life but it was a great adventure. I loved the little child. But anyway, uh, so I left and um, I had less than $100 in my pocket. I didn't have a home. I, I had a vehicle. And so I went to the church that I go to and the pastor, um, he was so kind. He already kind of knew part of what my story was going to be. Mm. And um, so anyway, he gave me $400 and I went home to my mother's, she had a, a, kind of a broken down camper, but she was willing to give it to me and, and gave me a few, uh, you know, a few dollars to help me like, just kind of get, get started in life. Anyway, I drove my camper back down to where I live here. And, um, so I had a camper and so, and a few dollars. And so when I drove in, my friends that I was really good friends with said, oh, they said they were all over at the soccer field to come over there after I had unhitched my camper because someone was going to let me put it on their property until I had a place to put it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, long story short, I went over there. I didn't have very much. And as I walked up, one of my friends came up to me and she said, "Uh, we need to physical education teacher at faith christian school and uh, would you be interested because she knew I'd, i did sports and everything. i said sure you don't even know that i have a bachelor's degree in physical education but uh but and she said oh really that's even better and i said sure <laughs> but they don't require degree teachers at that school because it's a uh you know not a it's a private school and so but that's a help and so anyway so she says can you start tomorrow and I said sure so I walk into town I have my camper I got a job then I go to school the next day and um, the pastor of the school says well he talked to someone in his congregation and they have a lot down the street that I could they'd rent me for my camper so I got a lot to put my camper on I got a job and um, I got a little bit of money so from there I was able to build a home and start my own life as my own person. And, you know, it was just really just totally the whole time I was like, you know, just having the confidence that God was going to lead me the next step Mm -hmm. along the way. Mm -hmm. And so when we had a major hurricane here about four years ago called Hurricane Michael, that mm-hmm. wiped everything out in some regards. I had some friends that lost two-story homes. They came home to uh, just a concrete slab. I mean, there were, there were subdivisions that just kind of got blown into the wind. We mm-hmm. saw people's refrigerators, um, appliances, clothes hanging in the trees. I mean, it was just a mess. Everything just got blown away, mm-hmm. that hurricane. And the place where I was renting was actually um the it was destroyed too, so i I had to move in with some friends, so there again, I was homeless again, had yeah. no place to go, but I did have a job that time and so anyway um so I moved in with some friends, and then God provided again for me to be able to get me another uh this time I got another camper I wasn't living in a camper before I was living in a trailer, but anyway. I got a camper, a friend of mine down the street, had a lot that I could put it on, and then mm-hmm. and, and God moved me to there, and then she decided to sell that, and it got to a point where I said, God, I've got to have a stable condition here. What can we do? So he, right before the prices went up sky high around here, mm-hmm. helped me find a lot for a reasonable price, and I was able to build a pole barn, put some rock down concrete and I have my camper on that lot. So now I have a permanent home place that, um, you know, is something that God has been providing me just every time I needed a provision, God has brought it. And even if, even if just like the, just like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego said, even if God doesn't, you know, rescue us, We're still going to serve the Lord. Well, even if we got another hurricane that came through here and blew my camper to bits and the pole barn and the whole nine yards, I still got that land with all that rocks on it. I have insurance on my camper. I could start over and I wouldn't really have to worry about, you know, getting a place to live. I could even pitch a tent if I had to. You know, I mean, there is amazing things that you can do you know, in life, if you have to for a period of time, but God has provided me a place and I'm so thankful.
0: That's a wonderful story. Thank you for sharing that with us. You mentioned that um, because of what you've been through, I mean, your attitude has obviously changed from what am I going to do to, well, you know, if that happens, I have my land, I can pitch a tent. Uh, Yeah is there any other ways that you've noticed that the struggle has made you a stronger person?
1: Well, I guess in, um, lots of ways that it just, um, comes back to whenever I do get discouraged, I do get discouraged, you know, everybody gets discouraged, Mm -hmm. but it can be a momentary thing instead of a long-term thing. You know, I can always go, okay, now I'm, I was looking at my bank book, you know, and thinking, well, you know, I'm really needing some help here because, you know, things are looking a little like we're going in the wrong direction. And so, <laughs> but I have to think, I have to think back and I have to remember, and it's like our our pastor was teaching yesterday at, uh, in his sermon. He says, just go back to the basics. Just go back to the remembrance that God gives you and remember that you're a child of his. He loves you very much. He's not going to ever leave you, forsake you. There are many things that God has given us in his word that we just need to remind ourselves of those times when we are like looking at our checkbook and saying, oh, I think we're going backwards instead of forwards. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then you also remind yourself um the lilies of the you know valley the the sparrow that you know he he says you know if i can take care of a sparrow i can take care of you Mm -hmm. if he took care of all the children of the israelites in the desert and provided food for them more than they could you know contain you know he did the five loaves and the the two fishes i mean um you know um god did all kinds of things he does all kinds of things we just have to remind ourselves when we start looking at the problems mm-hmm. and see that god does have the solution we just have to remind ourselves of what those solutions are and how he's brought us out mm-hmm. i mean all i got to do is look back and say okay, there was a day when I had less than a hundred dollars in my pocket. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a place to live. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was going to do. And, you know, I just kept moving towards what God showed me what to do. Mm -hmm. And each time, you know, he provided, he provided a way. So I can look at my checkbook and I can say, whoops, you know, it's kind of a little interesting you know, the numbers, but then I can also know that my God owns all the cattle on a thousand hills and he has no problem of making my checkbook look bigger than it looks right now. It's not, he is my source and he will provide. Mm -hmm. So
0: I have no problem. So what advice other than remembering who God is and what he can do. What advice do you have for people who are going through a similar struggle of homelessness or not having money to buy the basics?
1: You mean, and then they're not looking to God to provide it, you mean? Well, or, you
0: could do both.
1: Well, I just don't see how any, well, I don't know, I guess, I would really be lost and I might really be discouraged and I might, um, I might look at things a little different if, you know, if I didn't have my faith in God and the confidence that he's already, um, helped me through many situations Mm -hmm. because, you know, um, you know there was a day one day that you know i got told that i had had uh, breast cancer you know uh back in 1999 and um it was stage 2 and i was going to have to have chemo and i was going to have to have radiation i was going have to have an operation and i was like well if i hadn't had you know my my faith in god to to fall well i say fall back on to really boost i don't really don't really mean to say it that way but kind of does work that way but, you know, to, to, to really be my, my foundation, then that kind of really sent me in a spiral of, you know, I'm going to die. You know, I mean, you know, this is, this is not, not working out very good. Well, you know, I had a foundation built, you know, and I came through that, but I can see how someone who doesn't have the foundation that I had built could really be into despair. And, It'd be really difficult for them to face that situation alone. And then, you know, back in 2016, when, you know, the cancer came back, you know, in multiple places, and they said, now you have stage four breast cancer and you've got it all, you know, in all these spots on your head and, and you know, in your femur and your back. I mean, you got to, you know, you're going to have to have some more radiation. I mean, you're going to have to have treatments every month i mean mm. you know and then you know in 2018 when we thought it was doing pretty good and then my lungs started filling up with fluid mm. every and and i had to have my lung drained every week because they had to put a tube in and then every two weeks and then you know it just you know because the fluid kept building up every month i mean I could, if I didn't have a foundation of knowing that the confidence in God was going to see me through my situation, mm-hmm. then it's saying, say, you know, someone that doesn't have that, you know, to really build them up, I can see where they could really spiral into a real depression or, or a real, you know, despair, or it could really be, you know, kind of, I'm going to feel bad for that person because they would really have a lot of you know, heartache and it would just not make them, I, I can just see how, how even with the foundation I have built, even with the com- confidence I have in God, you know, he's going to help me through all these situations, you know, it can still get a little daunting to, you know, know that, well, you know, I, um, I just don't know how someone else can make it without having you know, a foundation that God is really going to see you through the situation. I just think it would be really
0: sad, actually. Yes, some people don't have the support spiritually, and that must be awfully difficult. You mentioned a pastor and a friend. Is there anything else that anybody did when you were going through your homelessness that helped you figure out a way to make things work. I believe that, um, at that time I had
1: a good stable foundation of several friends mm-hmm. and they all kind of rallied around, you know, and said, what can we do? You know, cause they knew my situation. They mm-hmm. knew the situation where I was working with this family and that, you know, it was time for me to move on and be my own person. And, and that was going to be kind of difficult because I had never done it in my whole life. I mean, when I went home to get that camper and brought it back down to where I live at, I spent the first night in a Walmart parking lot in Birmingham, Alabama, all by myself for the first time in my whole life in my own I own home. I mean, I was, I was, I had lived with people, you know, uh, helping them with their families all the years up until that point. That was the first time I'd ever lived in my own quote, what I would call home. And, uh, and it was like, then when I came back, you know, I had a lot of friends and then, then when the situation happened again with hurricane Michael and I had to be homeless again to figure out what I was going to do again. You know, I, I had, you know, I, I have a wealth of friends. I had another whole set of friends that was, that had built by then. And, you know, they invited me to come to their home, stay with them. And, and, you know, they let me, you know, camp out with them. We were all camping out anyway, because her Michael, tore up all the all the uh you know we didn't have anything. I mean there's no stores, there's no electricity, there was, I mean, we were all just, even though they had a home that wasn't demolished, you know, they still didn't have the luxuries of anything. They we just had a shell to camp out in because mm-hmm. we weren't having to camp in a tent like somebody else, you know, I mean, until uh I and mean, it took weeks to get the electricity back. And water and the whole nine yards. I mean, it was a disaster, but we all ride around each other. And, you know, and then when I was with them, you know, um, we just, you know, I just kept telling them and they kept telling me and we kept bringing each other up because we just had to keep shoring each other up that God was going to provide, God was going to help them with, you know, fixing their house. They had some things in their house that would need to be fixed. They lost, you know, a whole shed that got blown into the smithereens and lost all the stuff that was in that. I mean, they had a loss, Mm -hmm. but their loss wasn't as great as mine as far as losing the whole structure. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, but we all just kept, you know, shoring each other up and, and, you know, saying, you know, we're going to make it through this. And you know, and we have, I mean, it's just been four years, but there's still people in my area that are still trying to build back and still trying to make it. And, and, um, but little bit by little bit, it's all, it's all, I mean, I've got several friends that have built their homes back and, you know, even though they lost everything, they, you know, they didn't lose each other and they didn't lose their life. And, They were, I mean, you know, they were able to, on that foundation, put, you know, some more boards together. They didn't lose each other in the storm.
0: Right. Wow. You've been through a lot. Thank you for sharing with us. And I really appreciate your perspective. Uh, Is there anything else that you would like to share with us about your life or your business or whatever?
1: The main thing that... um, I've come to, at this point in my life, is that every day is precious. Mm. And that um, uh, everyone we know is, is precious too. And that I think that God wants us to succeed. Mm. But what people all often think about as success may not always be um, the success that they think it should be. As far as, like for instance, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and we were talking about how she's a big picture person. She's she sees the concepts, mm-hmm. and um, and 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 I'm a doer. I I will do it. You tell me what to. You give me. You give me something to do, and I guarantee you that as soon as it can be done. I have it done. I'm, I may do her. And I'm not a big picture person. I'm actually the person that knows the solution. Mm. She knows the problem. I don't know the problem. We were talking about how <laughs> I have all these solutions and I can create all this stuff and I can do all this stuff, but I don't know the problem. I don't have the big picture. And for years, I always thought she was the more successful person because she got the concept. She was a big picture person. She she had more, I mean, the little uh, doer doesn't always get the fame or the, the recognition or, you know, uh, the doer um, doesn't always stand out as much as the big picture person does. And so I think now that I have, decided that I was going to embrace my core values. Mm -hmm. I'm going to embrace the fact that I am a doer and I'm a very good doer and I can get a lot done. (laughs) And it doesn't matter if I don't know the problem, I do know the solution. And so uh, I have found in the last few years that the more I embrace the person that I really am, I don't have to feel regret over Not accomplishing things that I could have accomplished in my life had I not just embraced the person that I really am. So, if I were to give anybody any advice going forward in their life, is to sit down, figure out what your core values are in life, Mm -hmm. and decide what they are and how you can accomplish and bring them into your uh, life. To so that you can embrace who you really are in life. We know who we kind of are, but we also, and we also know our purpose is to share God and God's love and share Jesus with others. But we often can get distracted by who we are because we're looking to be someone else that we see is more successful, more this, more of that. And if we just spend time being who we are, and be us, then we can be so much more happier Mm. being who we are than who we want to be. Because if you be who you are, then you don't need to be anything else.
0: Mm. That's great advice. All of us struggle with that. Coming to just enjoy who God made us to be. Yes. Thanks, Dr. Lana. What's the best way for people to connect with you? Well, um, there are several
1: ways. Actually, I, I'm i in the middle of creating a uh, shop for my books, but uh, right now um, I do have a website called uh, givingjesus.com. And so someone can go to givingjesus.com and you can uh, find me there. And then uh, Lana Win Scroggins at Gmail also works as well. And I'm actually working on a new project where I'm going to be a hub and a bridge for authors. And I'm working on a project where I'm going to join authors in a new collaboration project where I'm going to be a bridge bridging authors together in collaboration called your author hub. So uh, that's going to be a new um, thing coming out in the, in January, in the new year. And if you're an author and you would like to uh, connect with me, then feel free to send me an email at lanawindscroggins at gmail.com. And I can help you with looking for new collaborations in the coming year.
0: That sounds great. As authors, sometimes it can feel very lonely and collaborations are so helpful in building mm-hmm. our communities and helping with our book sales and even helping us learn how to do things better. So yeah, so That's true. And if,
1: yeah, and even if you have a child that you would like to um, put in the co-author program that I have going, you can also uh, reach out to me for that. And uh, it's very affordable, and it's also a dynamic way for you to get your kids to be introduced to being an author. You'd be surprised at how many kids would
0: really like to see their name on a book. It's amazing. <laughs> well, how many adults want to see their names on a book? <laughs> Same Yeah, <thing>. that's true. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much, Dr. Lana, for what you've shared with us today. And I look forward to continuing this conversation on Twitter Spaces. Great.
1: Thank you very much, Ruth, for having me today. I really have enjoyed being your guest.